On today's episode of Up in the Air, we bring on, honestly, one of my favorite people. He is an awesome dude, super positive, super energetic. Known him for probably the last seven or eight years, which is crazy to think about, but when we do meet up, it's like we haven't missed a beat. He is a graduate of Gonzaga University for his bachelor's, and then he went back to our hometown in Fresno, got his master's there at Fresno State, started working for Fresno State Athletics, and now he is in South Bend, Indiana, working for Notre Dame. It's uh, an awesome opportunity in which he will tell us all about it. And we'll also ask him what the hell is he doing during this crazy COVID-19 experience. Everybody, Patrick O'Rourke. Welcome everybody to Up in the Air with your host, Alec Nolan. First episode of this series and We'll be talking with really interesting and different people across all sorts of jobs, industries. We're at a time right now in this world where I think a lot of things are definitely up in the air. People our age thinking they know everything, they've got life figured out, but in reality, we don't really know what the hell we're doing either, and a lot of stuff is up in the air. So without further ado, my uh, my first guest is a very dear friend of mine. I haven't seen him in quite a while, and we were just talking about how uh, you know, we're just excited to get on the phone and catch up with each other. Honestly, it's not even about the show. So, uh, Patrick O'Rourke, everybody. Hello, Alan. Thanks for having me. So, what what's your uh, COVID nineteen situation right now? How how are things looking in California? Yeah, great question. So, I was actually out in Indiana, in South Bend, which I can get into. But that was about two weeks ago before things really got too crazy, and then went. Uh, from Chicago to San Diego, actually. Um, my flight was $29. It was a absolute, uh, you know, there was zombies walking around O'Hare Airport. <laughs> no, there, was, <laughs> there was nobody around. Um, it, was, it was really eerie, but I was in San Diego for about a week, and then now I'm uh, back home in good old Fresno. Fres, um, yes. Fres, yes, as uh, a lot of us like to say, that's right. Uh, but got my whole family here, so as crazy as it is, it's nice to to be around some family that's for sure but weather's nice the sun's out so can't complain yeah it's uh currently 25 degrees here in denver and uh kind of freezing my ass off over here but uh you know i dude when was the last time i actually saw you though i was just thinking about that yeah great question i was thinking about it too um i want to say we were together on my I want to say we were together on my birthday, but not like this last birthday, like 2018, my birthday. Does that sound right? Was that the one, uh, was that the birthday where we were at, uh, the names slip in my mind, but you were at like a restaurant with your family and everything? Oh God. After you graduated? No, that was your graduation party. That, that yeah, that was my grad party. That would have been in 2017. And then I I want to say you and I were together with a couple of the guys, and it must have been my birthday, like 2018. And I just remember we wound up at In and Out. I think late at night. I don't know. Oh, that's right. You know what? That is right. Yeah, <laughs> I was hanging out with you guys. Yes. So that I must have been that. the last time. But no, so much has changed since then. I mean, uh, you. I mean, we're the same age. Just to give people background, we met. Basically, it was a, a summer camp. God, we were seniors in high school, and uh, we didn't go to the same school. You went to a different one entirely, but we've always stayed in touch since then, even through uh, you know, going to different colleges. I went to UCSB. You went to Gonzaga. Go Bulldogs. And uh, 
you know, we've just always stayed in touch, and I thought, you know, you'd be a great person to talk to about this right now, and I think, yeah. um, you know, so much has happened, I think, to the both of us over the last, what, 18 months, so, uh, so yeah, how, how do you wind up in, uh, in Indiana? Tell, tell everybody that. Yeah, great question. So, you mentioned uh, Gonzaga, the, the Bulldogs, the Zags, uh, huge fan of, of them. So I was up there for four years, like you had mentioned, and then came back to Fresno, um, ended up uh, getting into the master's program here at Fresno State um, and started working with the football team in a recruiting capacity. I was just going through a bunch of film and thought I wanted to kind of go that football route. Um, Just realized it wasn't necessarily for me. I never played football, so it was kind of like, you know, a lot of football guys around. And um, I like the concept and idea of, being on like the operation side uh, but you know decided it wasn't necessarily for me and, and through the program I actually ended up getting a, a ticket sales job for Fresno State um, which I knew existed but didn't really have a, a full grasp on it and was like hey I'll go ahead and talk some Fresno State football with people and try and get them set up with some some tickets um, where I'm going with this is you know you fast forward 18 months I finished up my master's degree and you know, I'm looking at different jobs because I was looking to, you know, make a move. Um, I had been in Fresno for two years at that point and was looking to kind of make a move. And with the name Patrick O'Rourke, uh, growing up Irish Catholic, you know, <laughs> Notre Dame is kind of what you think of. Um, and saw a job at Notre Dame. So I went ahead and applied out there doing the same thing, you know, season tickets for, for the Irish and, you know, sent my resume in and, you know, woke up the next morning to an email and had a phone call and, know the rest is kind of history but it all happened super quick because i just thought i was like oh notre dame's never gonna take me you know i'm I'm sitting here and i already have one rejection letter from them didn't get into school there (laughs) it's like hey why not yeah what do you have to lose at this point yeah hey might as well shoot another shot ended up kind of working out and uh at the end of july i moved out to to south bend and started working uh in the athletic department out there selling season tickets so it's been awesome um, you know, that place, South Bend, Notre Dame, it's, it's special. Um, I don't know if you've ever been out there for a game, but I strongly encourage anyone and everyone listening to this to, to go to a game. Whether you like Notre Dame or not, it's still just an awesome environment and atmosphere. The city itself, I think, triples on game day weekends. It's wow, it's a great time. But uh, that's kind of how I ended up there, just, you know, sending over the resume and uh, just taking a chance and, you know, it was all up in the air, not to, not, not to uh, get too cheesy on yeah. it, but it was up in the air, I decided to take a chance, and, you know, now we're here um, in, a, in a global pandemic, but uh, yeah, that's, that's how it uh, all happened. So explain to a person, maybe in layman's terms, you know, they view it as, you know, you're selling tickets, it's not like you're physically out there with tickets in your hands trying to get people to buy them, maybe you are, but... Um, you know, my girlfriend's brother, he actually works for the Colorado Avalanche here, the hockey team. So I'm sort of familiar with kind of what your guys' I guess overall goal is, kind of what some certain protocols are, uh, and kind of the lifestyle of it. But for a person who doesn't understand that, I mean what what is your day to day like or, or, to to a person who's never done it? Yeah, of course. So um, when you think about it, think of uh, pretty much just a normal sales role. Uh, the product is Notre Dame football, and we go after, uh, not go after, we reach out to, you know, fans who have made it out to Notre Dame football games in the past, um, those that are interested 
you know, and hopping on board as a season member um, and go ahead and, and make phone calls. So, you know, a typical day, I'm right around 75 to 85 phone calls a day, just wow. reaching out, trying to connect with people all across the country. Um, that's the, you know, love Fresno State and all, but there's only so much, um, you know, there's a little pocket in California that loves the Bulldogs. But, you know, you talk Notre Dame, I talk to people from, you know, Seattle to San Diego to Germany, right, on, on a given day. Uh, so just reaching out, trying to see what their plans are, how they became a Notre Dame fan, um, which I personally love hearing because we all have, you know, our stories on how we love sports. And go ahead and, and just try and start conversations, build some relationships, and see how I can be a resource for them um, if they're looking to come out to games. And, and a lot of it, Alec, honestly, is educational. Right. Like a lot of people, a lot of people, especially with Notre Dame, think of the Green Bay Packers where there's a wait list you have to get on to and, um, there's so much tradition behind Notre Dame that, you know, a lot of it's educational, especially in today's age um, with how the ticket market is and, and all that stuff. So, you know, day to day is a lot of phone calls and, you know, hammering the phones, reaching out to people and, and trying to build relationships. So, yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm, I'm in a sales role as well. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, to anyone, I, I try not to come off as a salesperson or I don't want to just be viewed as that. Like you said, I think. In this day and age, it's so much about relationships. We have the ability to really, you know, understand people across social media, through technology. You've got Zoom conferences, FaceTimes. I mean, uh, I think people more so than ever can stay communi- you know, stay in communication with each other, but they can also be very selective about who they decide to work with. So for me, it's always like, well, at the end of the day, maybe you really like our product or maybe you really like our services, but... If I can convince you to buy me as the resource for you, then that's where I'm winning in the end. So I'm sure you've got the same approach and shit. You're you're good with people and you know how to talk. And I was telling my dad, I was like, a guy named Patrick O'Rourke is working for Notre Dame Irish football. Like you can't you can't script that any better. I mean, they had to hire you, right? You know, I like to think it was my qualifications, but <laughs> if it was my name, I'll I'll, I'll talk about this win. <laughs> So when the season is is in full swing, so when fall comes around, is that when the majority of your volume happens in phone calls, or does this all happen in the summer? I mean, kind of what what's the ebb and flow? Of course. So uh, just to clarify, I also work on the men's basketball front. So okay. I'm both football and men's basketball specifically, right? And then there's all the other sports that uh, the general ticket office takes care of. Um, so we work with uh, men's basketball, football, like I said. Um, you know, honestly, a lot of the volume would be right now, January and February, March, April are all big months, um, just because, you know, it's, it's a commitment, right? Whatever you're going to be doing, you're giving back to student athletes. So it's a commitment. You can go ahead and, and break things up in payments. So the earlier you get on, uh, to your planning and payments and things like that, you know, the better, um, I would say, you know, usually right around March, April, is where you're going to see the biggest influx of just people interested. And then there's a rush right before the season. Interesting. Um, So that's probably the two biggest. And then in the summer, a lot of times people are out on vacations, not really planning for the fall. And then, you know, in season, you kind of sprinkle in a little bit of football and then you start, you know, shifting to basketball. So that's how it works uh, at Notre Dame. For Fresno State, it was a little bit different. We were making a lot of calls in January, February, March, April. But the summer months were big uh, when I was 
I'm selling for the Fresno State Bulldogs. I love just saying Fresno State Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> I think it just sounds so great. Plus, you know, I I have the Gonzaga Bulldogs also, so I have to say both as opposed to just saying Bulldogs. Right. Um, it's just one of my little things. But the summer months, like June, July, August, at Fresno State was huge. Like that's where it was. Phones always ringing. People are interested. Um, and you probably, you know, three months, three or four months before that is when, you know, we got pretty, uh, pretty busy here. Um, and then, you know, you're working all the home football and basketball games as well in season, which, which are awesome. I mean, the electricity, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, there's so many people just wandering around excited, you know, the weather's nice in September. So people are excited. And even when the weather's not great, there's still people that are out there. I'll tell you what, that Midwest, those people, you know, props to them being from California. They sit through four and a half hours of freezing cold to watch football. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, it's a different mindset. I, I try to explain to people, you know, about California and, and their sports. And I'm like, it's not necessarily that, you know, there's fair weather fans everywhere. Number one, there's a lot of people, you know, uh, especially in a place like L.A. So there's so many other things to do. And I think the weather kind of permits that. And I think there's such a, like you like you were saying, there's a certain mentality you kind of have to have with tradition and everything. And I think a place like L.A. gets so many different shapes and sizes of people coming through there that maybe their fan base can't be as committed or devoted that someone like a South Bend, you know, Irish football fan would be. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just think it's it's interesting to kind of see the differences. But to your point, Notre Dame is not just college football brand. I mean, that is a national global brand that you know unless you've been living under a rock for the last you know 50 60 years they're pretty much the premier name in football so it's cool that you get to be a part of that tradition and everything and i'm sure it makes it a lot easier to sell and get out there because you're no, you're number one excited about it number two it kind of lends itself to being this powerful thing that you can give out to people and and really want to make them happy but uh, what are what are the perks like there's got to be perks right yeah, I think there's perks. Um, you know, number one for me, getting up and being able to work on campus every day. I mentioned not being able to go to school, but it's almost like I am, right? I'm on, I'm on campus every day. Um, and then I also have, you know, access to um, all of the, you know, student uh, facilities, whether that's, you know, the workout gyms or whatnot. I personally love to play basketball during my lunch break on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Wow, still getting the shots uh, up. You know what? I'm trying to. The shot's still a little broke, but uh, how is the how's the mid range? Are we how how uh, are we looking? That that's never gone away, <laughs> and, and, and I don't think it ever will. I mean, even back in high school, I, I, you can call up your old buddy Eric Mullins and ask him. <laughs> the, the mid the mid range is there. Uh, I just didn't have very quick feet. Right? Maybe maybe <laughs> not the most will. athletic, maybe not the most agile, but if you need someone to drain some mid range, we've got that working all day. Yeah, a little a little pick and pop is what I <laughs> what, what I'm known for. Um, but that's something that I you know really enjoy just to break up the day and, and get a sweat in and, and try and stay active. Um, I think right now especially um, brings to light how nice it is to just be able to go and play basketball with nine other people. Um, but uh, then on top of that, you know, getting access to some football tickets, hockey, basketball. Um, you know, one thing on the basketball note is playing in the ACC, the Irish do, um, you know, you get some of the, you know, historic coaches coming through, right? Roy Williams, um, Syracuse with, uh, 
the name is blank to me here. Jim Beheim. Oh yeah, Beheim. Yeah, you've got Beheim. Beheim. He comes through. You know, it, it's a basketball conference, right? Uh, there's some big time people in the ACC. So I think people forget that. To, I mean, that's legitimate. I mean, you're you're bringing in some of the best competition that exists. Yeah, even Florida State this year was a top five team, right? And I'm sitting there, I'm watching, you know, top five team play. And the Irish had a really good year. I mean, ended a, abruptly, as we can dive into later, but. Um, I think just being able to be around, uh, you know, Notre Dame and the sporting environment and all that it has and, and take a deep breath and realize how cool it is, is something that, that I really cherish. Um, you know, in South Bend too, I don't know if you knew this, I didn't when I moved out there, but Chicago's an hour and a half away. Really? So you know, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah, you just, uh, you, you, if you want to go to a big city, hang out, it, hour and a half drive. So. I had no idea. I was in Chicago back in December. God, it was freezing, and I had never been there before, but uh, plane tickets were super cheap, and we went. And mm-hmm. that city is just, I mean, I don't think people understand the sheer size of it. I mean, you can go to big cities here and there, and I've never been to New York, so I'm sure that's even you know crazier to deal with. But just being in Chicago, it was just, you could, the city is alive, you know, at all times. Oh, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's spectacular. And you think that you're up against the ocean there, but, you know, it's a lake. It's just a lake. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. what the hell? You know, it's such a trip. But uh, I got to spend about two and a half days there, and I had no freaking clue that South Bend was that close. So do you drive there? Yeah, so I drive. Um, you can also take a train. Uh, train's like two, two and a half hours. That's not bad. Um, but being so close to a big city, right, you think South Bend, Indiana, you think, you know, oh, there's, you know, it's a small college town. Well, you're so close to a bigger city if that's what you want to do, right? Um, so that's that's another perk there. Um, and then I, I, I'm going to go back to it, but game day weekends are just, you know, so electric. So many people just excited um, to come out and, and catch some football, right? For some people, it's a bucket list, and others, they haven't missed a game in 25 years. So experiencing that, um, you know, football weekends, as they call them, are, are just unbelievable. Yeah, that's a, I've never been, but I, I've got to go. And, you know, my dad and I, I mean, we're his, his side of the family is Irish. My last name's Irish. So there is some, you know, we lean towards that in a way. I think he's always been a Fresno State Bulldog fan, you know, probably at the end of the day. But we've always followed Notre Dame football and appreciated it. I mean, God, I mean, what kid growing up hasn't seen Rudy? I know that sounds cheesy, but um, I think that even to a lot of kids, maybe our generation or the years before, kind of gravitate you towards that and you get the feeling in the movie of like what you're talking about sort of this you know tradition yeah. and this history of excellence and there's sort of this aura around you know the entire stadium so i i would totally love to interact with that um but i mean with any job especially in sales you're gonna have your highs and you're gonna have your lows so you've got all these cool perks you enjoy what you do you love the product that makes your life a lot easier but how do you combat with when things don't go your way, what are some things that you find yourself doing to kind of say, you know what, uh, had a bad day, but tomorrow's another opportunity. Like, what do you do? Cause I mean, you're a positive person. I've, I've never known you to be that negative. So I I'd like to know what you do. Yeah. I was, it's funny. You took the, took the words out of my mouth there. I try and be as positive, you know, as possible. Now that being said, I'm going to sit here and say, I don't have you know negative thoughts that creep in, but you know, I like to look at it and think, hey, you know, today wasn't my day, but I was still, um, to give you a baseball reference, right, I'm still stepping up to the plate. I'm taking <laughs> some swings. I, I'm, I'm still swinging, and, you know, 
if you could be a you could be a Hall of Famer in baseball and bat what three hundred, you know, over your career. And yeah. If you can if you can do that in sales, like you'll be doing really well. Oh my god! Um, so yeah. Kinda, I mean, you'll be crushing it, right? Let's let's not you know discount that at all. But um, that's what I do. Um, I mentioned also trying to work out or do other things to try and get my mind off of it. Um, I mentioned going, you know, around campus, love to just go for walks to campus, you know, visit the grotto, whatever it is to try and, you know, whether it be 10, 15 minutes or, you know, two hours, just kind of get my mind, um, away from what's going on. And, you know, you had mentioned technology earlier and as great as technology is, sometimes, you know, it can really get you down and, and get you negative. So I try and, you know, after a tough day, maybe I won't check the email. Um, you know, until I get in the office the next day, just to kind of clear my mind and, hey, we're going to get after it the next day. Um, but that being said, you got to, you never know what one day will bring or another, you know, one day could be terrible, but the next day you can go ahead and, you know, crush it. So there's always opportunity out there. And, and that's what I try and keep myself going with. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I think, and I tell people this, and, you know, I can be a little cynical at times or maybe I can get a little negative on myself. But I think to your point, it's really like just, I got to get as many swings at the plate as possible and maybe, you know, I'll hit a home run or maybe if it's not a home run, I'll, yeah. I'll get on base or something. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. I think you have to remind yourself of that. Um, and you can't, uh, something that I've done when I came out here to Denver, I mean, you know, what, what I do for a living, it's a, it's a huge news station. It's extremely powerful. Um, like you said, you like what you sell. I, I love what I sell. I love the product. I love the service. I love what we represent. Um, so you can't overthink it too much. It's like, at the end of the day, you know, if I feel confident about myself and I'm coming off as a person who's there as a resource and I'm transparent and I'm who I am, then I'm sure a business owner would gravitate towards that. If I'm trying too hard and I'm trying to be somebody I'm not, they could pick up on that. And then then you sound like the used car salesman. And I try so damn hard to avoid that because there are some days where it's like, man, I really don't like calling people because I don't want to bother people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it might be Friday at two o'clock and you're like, oh, I got to make a couple more phone calls just before I go home. But in the back of my mind, it's like, man, if I was that business owner, would I hate me right now? So it's like, it's a, it's a game dude. But, um, I do find it fun. It's, there's definitely moments of like adrenaline rushes and, um, I, I get more addicted not to like the money aspect of it or, you know, looking at a commission statement, but it's more of the wins, you know, it's like, it becomes competitive and I'm putting all this hard work in and I want to see a result for me, the client, for, for the whole team. So I try to treat it like it's a game. Yeah, and, and I don't want to give you the impression by any means that every single day it's like, all right, let's do it. Like, you know, are there some days you go through the motions and, you know, people are just, you know, kicking you to the curb? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it hard? Yeah, of course it is. But at the end of the day, it's about how you bounce back, right? And, and how you take that in stride and, and keep rolling with the punches. Um, but I love what you said, right? Like, I, I'm a person, I don't want to necessarily, you know, disrupt anybody or, you know, what have you, right? If they're in a meeting or whatnot. But at the same time, like, I've learned that it sounds like everybody's in meetings when I call them. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah mike the stuff. owner he's right. on a he's on a job right now or oh he's in a call it's like all right nobody's this busy come on it's like sometimes i'd rather you just tell me no you know i i think sometimes uh just straight up no is better than a baby yeah no I, I had a guy one time he goes you and i both know could 
infer what this call is about, but we wouldn't want to do that, would we? And I was like, honestly, we could. And that way I know if you're interested or not. So it's like, (laughs) you know, I'd rather hear no than maybe, or I'll get back to you later. I mean, you know, sometimes being straight up and not having to waste your time, uh, you know, you want your time to be valued by them and you want to value your own time and you want to be smart about it. So God, I mean, sometimes no is okay. It's like, all right, they said no on to the next, you know, and, and we move forward. So, all right. So we take all of this, you're doing what you're doing. You move out there to, to Indiana, which is awesome. I think that's super brave for someone who's, you know, never probably thought about doing that, or maybe they didn't think they'd end up there. Then I see on social media, I don't know how long ago this was, and we hadn't talked in a while, and I see you're engaged. So what? how the hell does this happen? Yeah, great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, bro, but I mean, no, I was no, just no. like, whoa. No, no. Yeah, you know, um, so in, in the midst of the story that I was talking about, I obviously went to Gonzaga and, and met a, a lovely lady. Um, her name is Bridget, and uh, we had been dating for about four years when I decided to drop the South Bend bomb. Uh, if you would, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go out there and take this job. Um, and I think that's probably my best sale to this day is to get her to move from San Diego <laughs> to South Bend. Hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know that she's necessarily super happy that, that I had her do that, but, you know, we were able to, to grow as, as a couple out there um, to go ahead and, you know, if you're, you are the only two people you really know that are out there and you got to, you know, figure out who you are, what you enjoy doing try and meet new people. Um, so you learn a lot about yourself and then also, um, each other. Um, but yeah, back in, uh, November is when popped the old question there. Um, so yeah, probably one of the most nerve wracking moments of my entire life. <laughs> uh, I was, I was like shaking and, and I'm one to, I can talk all day long as I'm sure that you know, and you know, based on what we're talking about here, I love just sitting there talking. I can get a word out, right? It's like <laughs> the pra- I've been practicing this thing, and yeah. you know, it's, it's not going how your I'm whole life it, has led up to this point. Yeah, and it's like great. Here we are. I can't talk. Uh, no, but really excited. Um, you know, obviously, it's been really, really awesome with her. Obviously, love her a lot, and excited for what the future does hold. But yeah, that was. Uh, you know, we're in April now. That was back in November, so. So do we yeah, have a date? A is there, a, I mean, with the current situation, is that affecting your plans? I mean, what's your game game plan? Yeah, so right now we were looking to do a longer engagement before all this happened. So mm. we were looking April of 2021. Okay. So right now it's not affecting anything. Um, with that being said, you know, who knows how long this, this virus lingers or what you know a year will look like but as of right now no disruptions um you know definitely heart goes out to all those that are looking to you know get married around this time um you know everybody's pushing back or you know having to do different things and you know you plan you put a lot of time in and you want to make sure it's a it's a great day so definitely heart goes out to those people but right now knock on wood haven't been affected um and you know if we are we'll just kind of roll with the punches yeah, I got to meet this woman. I mean, uh, to be able to put up with, with you for that many years and then decide, wow, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, I got to meet her. I got to. <laughs> well, I think uh, I might be wrong, but that night we were out in and out, I think we FaceTimed her. Did but we? 
I believe so. There was a lot of uh, adult beverages uh, consumed that night. We so were, We were catching up. We were catching up about Camp Royal and how we met. <laughs> Everything in between. Yeah, a beer for every uh, memory we brought up. Yeah, I, God, that was such a long time ago. The time has gone so fast, I swear. Since I moved out here, it's like, you know, you sometimes expect the world to go on pause while you're off doing something, and then you come back, and you're like, oh my God, so much time has passed since I've been here, and yeah. so many things have changed, and oh, we're getting older. I mean, we're closer, to, I mean, at least, yeah, we're closer to 30 now than, than 20, which is weird to say, being 25, but... It's a very interesting time. I mean, I think you're like my second, you know, really good friend who's been engaged. I got another buddy, same situation. Um, But it's getting to be that time, man, where, you know, people are getting their careers set up. They're starting to settle down. They're trying to figure it out. And it's cool, man. I mean, I love weddings personally. I mean, it's like a very fancy party, so I'm all in. Um, But with this whole situation going on right now, like you said, from one day to the next, you don't really know what's going to happen. I was listening to this thing earlier. Um, I think it might have been on the Rich Eisen show. And they were talking to uh, Rich Kleinman, who's business partners with Kevin Durant. And they were helping Stefan Marbury with his you know, documentary movie. And Stefan Marbury is super well connected to China. I mean, he's like the Michael Jordan of China over there. And he said back in the beginning of March, I guess, that he knew that this was going to be bad. And they were like, come on, man, like, that doesn't happen over here. Like, we'll, we'll take care of it. And, I mean, he was way ahead of the curve. And I think a lot of guys that were, you know, international players probably felt that a little bit more. But it's so crazy to me that if you told me a month ago that we'd be in this situation, having this conversation, we're both in quarantine. I mean, it's just, it seems like something out of a science fiction movie. Um, and here it is. So I'm trying to deal with it as best I can by just saying, all right everybody's going through this at the same time i shouldn't say oh woe was me um but i don't i mean what what do you think about this whole thing do you do you think enough was done or are you just kind of taking it day by day like me yeah that's that's a great question before i answer this i do need to say i was incredibly disappointed with march madness being canceled like it, if i if you would have told me that you know two months ago in february I would have been, I mean, two days before, I didn't even think they were going to do it, right? I was like, no, the tournament's still going to go on. It has to. <laughs> yeah. um, right? I, you know, you can't take that away from me. That's one of the best, you know, tournaments and that ever goes on, right? And and the Zags, you know, my God, Zag and Bulldogs are looking looking pretty good. <laughs> uh, shameless plug here. I mean, I think we should t- claim the 2020 title, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, to get to, to get to your point, I, I'll be honest, I don't think i necessarily took it very seriously you know at at first i think i was almost making fun of it like hey just give it to me now and i'll get it over with and we'll go from there but yeah i wasn't very educated i I, i'm taking it day by day now and i i think a lot of that is i don't really know what to believe you know and when you talk about all these different outlets of, of what you're seeing or not seeing um i i don't really know what to believe so i'm just kind of going day by day and like you're saying everybody's going through this right it's not like you're the only one at home right not out and about everybody's you know sitting at home uh which is good and i think you know if you're still out and about you should probably reevaluate that and i I might be you know saying stay home and you know i'm traveling here and there but you know to be with family that's that's more the motive for me um but yeah i I don't really know man i 
day by day is all I'm trying to do right now and and just see where it takes me. Yeah, I mean, with a lot of the orders they've put in place, we're basically looking at another month here. I mean, the entire state of Colorado is pretty much on lockdown until I think it's May 1st now. Uh, my work informed me, our, our corporate office informed everybody in the entire uh, you know, company that that would be the initial game plan is April 30th. So, I mean, I'm sitting here going, wow, that's a whole nother month. So I'm not going to sit here and get all upset about it. I can't change anything about it. It is what it is. Everybody's going to have to deal with this as well. Uh, and so I viewed it as a way it's like, all right, like you said, you can spend more time with family. You can really start to, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, all right, you know, is there anything I can do to better myself during this time? Is there things that I've missed out on? Are there people maybe I haven't reached out to? I mean, that's literally why it's terrible that something like this has to happen. But it's like, I'm sitting there like, I should probably reach out to Patrick. Like I, I should check in with what, what's going on with him. So it's like, you know, in a weird way, maybe it can bring more people together and kind of make people value things that they probably took for granted. But still, it's it's awful what's happening. There's people dying out there, and you know we're in a uh, even though we have the most cases, I also think that has to do with because we've probably done the most tests, and I also think. Uh, there's countries out there that aren't being able to report all of the actual positive cases and there's going to be a lot of deaths in area where people number one can't afford it and number two don't have the resources of facilities so I, I just feel terrible for a lot of people out there that aren't living in a country like ours where if we just do what we're told and stay inside we can try and avoid this you know it's like don't be stupid oh exactly you know to shift it a little bit more to kind of the positives right like we're talking right now because of this, you know, and I've reached out to, you know, my college roommates. We had a group FaceTime on Sunday, right? I, we're doing virtual happy hours now with people that I, you know, haven't talked to in, you know, two, three, four, five, six months or, you know, years, right? Like, I think there's a lot that's coming from this on a positive side. You just have to turn it and spin it that way. But in, in that same breath, I've realized that a majority of my time, I'm either spent at a bar, a restaurant, or a non-essential business, right? Like, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, maybe I have to reevaluate what I do for fun. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. And, it, and I, you know, I like to consider myself a pretty productive person. And I sat there and I'm like, okay, I'm not allowed to go to any bars or any restaurants. And, you know, I'm reaching out to my friends. Well, what are you doing? Oh, we're just going to sit here and drink. And I'm like... God, maybe I've spent too much time going to those happy hours or, you know, when we're bored, instead of thinking outside the box, we're just going to, you know, this bar because they've got a deal on Fridays or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but I find this, I mean, I'm literally sitting here in my, uh, I call it my Nissan Rogue studio, my car, and I'm here talking <laughs> to you on and doing this, you know, little show here. So to me, it's like, there's going to be some really weird things that come out of this, but I also, I also am excited about you know, getting past this and then hopefully being able to look back at, at this time and hopefully like maybe laugh a little bit and just say, man, you know, during that time, I really figured out a lot about myself, my habits, people closest to me, my family and, and things I really enjoyed doing because um, it, it makes you kind of have to be creative. You can't just dumb yourself out by going to a bar. You got to literally always be thinking of, all right, it's Wednesday, middle of the week. I'm stuck at home. I can't go to the office. I can't make myself busy with things, you know, from corporate. I I've got to do this on my own. So I, I think it's an interesting yeah. opportunity, honestly, like in a weird kind of sadistic way. But, you know. No, of 
course. And without sports too, right? Like I realized how much I just will flip on a game, right? Something I'm not even really interested in, but it's sports. Like there's something that's going on. Um, and I, I've learned a lot about myself from that standpoint, right? Like, okay, what can I do and how can I, you know, without sports, what, what can I do? There has to be something else I can do to, to spend some time. I mean, I've tried to pick up a couple books here and there and read a few pages, which I, I'm one of the worst readers out there, I think. <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing it, right? A voracious so, reader. Yeah, not uh, not very good on, on the reading. But, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I think if you have the, the positive mindset that once we get out of this, like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. You know, and maybe there's a reason we're all stuck inside right now so we can really realize what's important. Yeah. And, I, and go ahead and, and go from there individually I, and as a society. Yeah, I think you got to find the silver lining in it. And, you know, people out there that are being irresponsible and just kind of saying, ah, screw it, I'll take my chances. It's like, all right, bro, it's not about you. It's about people that either can't protect themselves from this or they're already dealing with medical issues. It's like, just don't be selfish. You know what I mean? That's, I think that's yeah. a problem. And people are like, well, we live in a free country. You can't have us do this. It's like, well, government is also supposed to protect its people. So, you know, we should probably listen to them because when you've got these medical professionals going up there and saying, hey, if we don't put these lockdowns in place, there could be 2 million cases in the next, you know, month. And you're just like, oh my God, it's like doomsday type talk. So, you know, I do what I can and I'm trying, but uh, I think it's super interesting, you know, your situation and kind of, all the things that have happened, you know, for you over the last year or so. And then you get moved into this, you're engaged, you're trying to do your job. Um, You don't get to see your favorite thing, which is probably March Madness, which I think is the best tournament in the world. Uh, Have you heard anything from your end if there is going to be a college football season? I mean, do you have any insight on that? You know, I I don't have any insights. Um, I can tell you it's something that everybody's wondering each day. You know, it's tough to uh, answer that question. Right now, you know, you talked about silver lining. Like, hey, I'm positive that there's going to be football being played. Um, Now, since this is such a fluid situation and and it's day-to-day, tomorrow it may be, you know, yeah, there's still going to be football or or whatnot. But I think right now there's enough of a, um, you know, a lead time because we're sitting here beginning of April. I still think there's enough time to where you can – you can have a season. Now, what does that look like? I, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, and there, there, there's people that are, that are, you know, I'm sort of trying to plan that right now. And no, nobody wants to come out and say yes or no right now because you can't. But one thing that, that I definitely question and, and ask to, to almost you is like, let's say everything's fine by, you know, the time the NFL college season is going on. Like, are, are people going to feel comfortable with going to a stadium where there's 40, 60, 100,000 people around them? Like, you know, how does this change society moving forward? Are oh. we doing high fives after the team scores a touchdown? Or are we not? How, you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, how, dude. How does that I, look is more my question. I think there's going to be so many habits and trends that occur during this time that, you know, behavior overall is going to change with a lot of people. Like, I always think about it. I'm like, God, think about how many surfaces I touch throughout the day. And I'm always touching my phone. And I mean, my phone has to be disgusting. My keys have to be disgusting. Like it makes you think about all these little things that you never really had to worry about. And and I think people's behavior are going to change. And they go, well, it'd be so awesome for the football season to happen because, you know, it really lift everyone's spirits. And I, I wish the NBA would play playoff games, even if there's nobody in the stands. It's like, 
Well, that's usually to get people, you know, to get their mind off a tragic event. This wasn't a tragic event. This is an ongoing situation. So it's not like we can just turn the happy lights on and go, all right, we'll try and distract you for a couple hours. It's like, no, this is happening in real time everywhere in the world. We're not, we're not, you know, here to make a tragic event go away. It's not going to go away. We can only distract ourselves so long. So I don't know, man, it's going to be weird. And, uh, I'm just, like you said, taking information as much as possible, but sometimes you got to take stuff, you know, with a grain of salt because you don't know. I, I don't know what to trust anymore. There's so much no. dissemination out there of information. It's like, well, I don't know how to who to believe. Do they have an agenda? Who's this doctor? Are they legitimate? And it, it's a scary time. So I'm just trying to be safe and wash my hands and do the right thing and eat healthy and, you know, drink yeah, a lot of water. You yeah, know, it's like you be doing, right? yeah. Just don't be an idiot and and try and just do what you can. I think my last point, and I have no insider information. I'm just you know kind of spitballing here with my own thoughts. But you know, I have a tough time thinking like you know, what if one college football kid gets gets it right, and then they go to do you know their conditioning in the summer, and then it spreads to 85 of their player, you know, of the their teammates and coaches, and like. I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to see how the next month goes. I, I'm hoping that the sun kind of can kill this. But, you know, to your point, you know, I see things that says it's not going to matter. And it's going to – I have no idea. I, I'm almost speechless to it. But it, I'm just hoping for the best right now because that's a dark road to go down if you start thinking about that. But to go ahead and flip it again to the positive is could you imagine what a sports, you know, six months that we could have and I've heard, you know, some of the guys that do that for a living, like, you're going to have four golf tournaments, four major golf tournaments. You have potentially the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, a shortened MLB season, the start of college football. You'll have the NFL in there. Like, we're talking about epic, epic six months. Oh, I know. If we can get this going. The only other times things like this have been canceled, you know, during World War II. I mean, the Olympics, for Christ's sake, got canceled. That's insane. That's the biggest event, you know, sporting event in the world, maybe besides the World Cup. So, I mean, this is truly a, a global situation, and it's not just about, oh, I need to get my March Madness. It's like, nah, everybody's shut down right now, dude. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll probably wrap this up soon just because, uh, you know, God, I could talk to you for a couple hours about this. <laughs> but I, I'll leave you with the fact that I think, people like you are, are great to talk to in, in a time like this because you know like I said you're, you're super positive and I think a lot of people could learn from just that yeah, control your attitude a little bit that's the one thing you yeah. can control so I, I love that aspect and I think uh, so you've got so many cool things going on for you um, that I think you know you can just take that positive momentum as best you can even though it's a weird situation and it's kind of sucks <laughs> No, hey, and, and let me tell you, you, you're just as positive as well, and I, and I think we both feed off of that positive energy, and, you know, if you can just kind of get that energy rolling with people around you, not just you, but me and, you know, everybody out there, just find one or two things in, in your day that, you know, hey, you know what, that's actually a positive, whatever it is, and we'll get out of this, but like you said, I think we could talk for hours and hours, so maybe once we get out of this on the other side, we'll have to do a, you know, a a touch base podcast. we'll do it we'll do it in person with uh, plenty of hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes and uh, no but in all seriousness uh, we should all score up with the guys I mean hopefully I can go home at some point and, and figure out a yeah. way to see my family and uh, 
we'll all square up with everybody and maybe do a little virtual happy hour. Hey, I would love to. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I think this uh, might take off uh, up in the air soon. Awesome, brother. <laughs> hey, good to talk to you. You stay safe out there, brother. Hey, you as well. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode one of Up in the Air. We'll be coming at you weekly with tons of interesting people, tons of interesting insight on uh, not only just kind of life in general, but this whole COVID-19 situation. Um, You know, it's really become a global, you know, pandemic. It's truly uh, something I've never seen in my entire life. And we'll continue to do this uh, as best we can and maybe bring a little smile to your faces, maybe bring you some information that can cheer you up because, hey, if we can help you, uh, you know, get through the next day, then that's awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can like, share, and subscribe if you want to hear more.